0: This is Talking Business. Joined now by Kath Blackham, who is the founder and CEO of Versa. G'day, Kath. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, um, everybody, you might uh, know Kath as the hump day lady who... um, uh, Now, my friend Daniel Ziffer from the ABC found Kath and uh, uh, found out that she had given her staff Wednesdays off I do. And there was a kind of a big story at the time in the middle of April about all that, and it was quite interesting. And Kath suddenly became famous as the hump day lady. <laughs> I'm not sure so that's what I that want go? to be
1: known for, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and the story was that um, by giving everyone Wednesday off, productivity went up. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to dwell too much on this because we want to talk about your business and you, but just briefly... Cover that. What what uh, yeah. what happened?
1: Look, it's my favourite topic. So, but I will be as brief as I can be. We about twelve months ago, I came up with the, the idea of um, going to a four day week, where we gave we closed the office basically on a Wednesday, and everybody they do their the hours, the thirty seven point five hours, but they do them over four days, not five. Um, and we started out on a three-month trial. Um, I think we were all a little um, scared of what the results would be from a financial perspective. Um, but it has been incredible. We've tripled our profits. We've grown revenue tripled by tripled 40- your profits? Yep. In one year. Do you think
0: as a result of that?
1: Uh, No, I don't. Um, We're doing a whole lot of other stuff that um, also contributes to that, but I definitely think that it helps. And what I didn't see, which is what I think a lot of um, my senior management team were worried about, is the... Profits going down, our efficiency going down. We've actually seen the opposite. People are more efficient when they're working over four days because they get that time off. We don't. Our sick days have gone down. Um, people are not taking admin time, so they're not kind of ringing up and saying, "I've got to go in and," you know. Uh, see that, get the pl- meet the plumber or anything like that. So it's just completely the opposite to what you would expect when you cut the hours down of your staff.
0: Are you aware of other companies copying it?
1: Um, look, yes. I actually had a call with a very, very large company in the UK. It was covered by the BBC who contacted me and said, We love it. And this is kind of a 6,000 person company. And they said, We love it. We want to copy it. Can we have a phone call? I've been working with them ever since. So, no,
0: but what about here in Australia?
1: <laughs> well, Nobody. look, the people have been interested. I think it's going to take a while. Part of me going out and talking about this is to try and convince other founders and CEOs just to take a chance in giving it a go. So it won't work for every business. But if I had... some businesses,
0: a lot of businesses actually have to be open on the Wednesday, like a a shop or... um, Of course they do, yeah. deal with customers.
1: So it doesn't doesn't work. But for an office-based business, I would just encourage people to just give it a go and see because we have very happy staff. We have very high retention. um, And like I said, our profits and revenue have gone up, um, not down. So... I, th- I think we're a good case study, and I'm not saying that everyone should just go out and do it tomorrow, but I think that if you really want to attract good staff, you need to be thinking laterally.
0: Okay, so tell us what Versa does.
1: Okay, so Versa, well, I guess there's two arms to the business. One is that we build um, big-scale platforms. So we build websites, apps, et cetera. So we're a digital agency. But what makes us a bit different is we're also, um, we use voice um, and emerging technology like augmented reality and AI to really um, make sure that clients are building websites that are future-first and that are making people's lives better, So what do you mean
0: you use voice?
1: Yeah, so it's a good question that I get asked a lot. Um, so when I talk about voice, I'm really talking about bringing brands to life on platforms like Amazon Alexa, um, Google Assistant. So you might have heard or seen that you know they're selling them now. So you've got the smart speakers, I've got one. great, perfect. So you and fifteen percent of the Australian it's population. entirely useless. <laughs> I think well, people because, are getting used to it. Yeah, uh,
0: what's the weather like?
1: Yeah, know. we'll look, so, we've built some really interesting skills. So we basically build the skills, they call them, and actions, but they're basically apps for those platforms. So just like you would build an app for I, a phone. I would have thought,
0: doesn't Amazon and Google have their own? Like, well, do they buy it off you?
1: Yeah, well, sometimes they get us to build them. Sometimes we build them for brands. So we built one for Huggies just recently, for example, which has music for kids so you can be sitting with your child that won't go to sleep and you get Huggies to play um, soothing music and you kind of creep out. So th- those kind of now, is useful f- is use cases. Is that an cases. actual
0: physical device or is it...
1: No, is it's it... just using it on Amazon Alexa. Oh, so, I see. So, yeah. you,
0: so it's, a, it's a piece of uh, voice software that you, yeah. pu- that you load into... Alexa. Exactly. So
1: just in exactly the same way that you would build an app. So people have got very used to going onto the app store and downloading the ComBank app or whatever it is right. that they use. We're building those, but we're building them for the new kind of platforms of the future. Right. So so, so
0: you'd say, hey, Alexa, um, play me the Huggies
1: Exactly. Lullabies. Exactly. What? Or hey, Domino's, order my usual, and a pizza turn, a pizza will turn up without having to do anything else. Um, Fifteen minutes later.
0: And, and what what have you built in that? The, the um, so we do to understand all the, the voice. Yeah, or, yeah,
1: so we do all to, the conversational design. So it's like building a, an app. We build, we work out what the client wants, and then we work out all the different ways that the user could say that. And then we plug in all the technology to allow them to automatically use the credit card. So it's a whole, um, it's actually a reasonably complicated thing to do something very simple like, you know, you might say, hey, um, Uh, hey Alexa, um, ask Domino's to order my usual and I might say um, order my normal order for example. So we've all got different ways of saying things and we are the experts in kind of making sure that that's a really seamless experience on
0: those platforms. Right. And it's not so much Amazon that pays for that, but Domino's or Huggies exactly. or whatever. Yep.
1: So all the different brands. And we look, we don't just do it on those. Um, we're also embedding voice so that you can pick up your phone or you can speak to your computer. So in the next five years, we will see the way that we interact with computers and technology change dramatically. So people will get very used to very quickly, and that's what we've seen overseas, that people will start in Australia to just automatically, they want to search for everything just using voice. They'll want to interact with the brands. So brand. do, you think, do you
0: think that in a few years' time, I will only be talking to my computer, not typing on it?
1: Um, I think you'll be pre- predominantly talking, but I think that um, we could talk about it being mo- multimodal. So you talk and then you see something come up on the screen and then you say, yep, that's it. Or So I don't think that we're going to replace screens. You're not going to do all your banking, um, for example, but all of those day-to-day things in banking, checking your balance, moving money across, could all be done via voice. So, And just think of the, um, you know, my dad just has never got to grips with his phone. He just can't quite, you know, they're not dexterous enough, their eyesight's not. So imagine the kind of usability and accessibility that this opens up for older people, people with disabilities. It's going to be huge.
0: So I've never really come to grips with Siri.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Siri didn't do us any favours because Siri of old, uh, it, Siri is better now, but three or four years ago, Siri was terrible. I mean, I'm a Kiwi, so you can imagine the relationship I had with Siri was Cause she couldn't understand She couldn't anything. understand a word you were no, saying. but now um, natural <laughs> la- language processing has just come on leaps and bounds. So we're, we're at about 90% now, and we only, as humans, understand each other. Hopefully you're understanding me slightly more because I'm using my hands, etc.
0: Some of my best friends are Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to figure that
1: out. <laughs> so, but, you know, we don't understand 100% of what each other says, and neither do the computers, but we're almost at a par with human-to-human understanding now
0: with Right, and and conversation. So uh, one of the th- one of the things that I've become aware of, and talked to um, people in the business of doing conversational robotic customer service. Yep on the phone. Are so you we do those, a lot of you, our, yep, that. Yep, absolutely.
1: So taking um, conversations that people are having the phone, putting them through something like IBM Watson, for example, pulling out the um, the patterns of what people are asking and then building a voice experience that allows, that is much, much better than what we've seen with, they call it IVR, but what you see now when you speak on the phone and the options are limited, they don't really, it's not really in line with what um, you wanting to ask and it takes a long time. Now you'll be able to ask any question and hopefully um, that the website or the app will be able to answer you. So that is going to be huge um, for pharmaceutical companies and other companies that have big banks, airlines, etc. So, and yeah, we're right at the heart of that.
0: Right. Um, a little bit told me that you had a business partner, but you bought them out. I did, um, and now you own one hundred percent of the business. So, was that a was that a big deal for you?
1: Uh, look, it was. Um, it It was definitely a leap of faith, um, but I particularly with the emerging technology that I'm seeing coming out, I just see such a huge opportunity um, for a business that is focused on this kind of future tech um, to really go out overseas and um, and realise its potential. And I wanted to be able to be at the helm and to be pushing that forward. So, yeah, I have a very, very big mortgage and I have a very um, big loan, but I... Well, I was, um, I was
0: going to say, I imagine your business partner also sees saw the potential and therefore wasn't prepared to give it away.
1: Uh, no, he did not give it away. Um, but look, I, we're still very good friends. And I um, we had just kind of started to go in um, kind of different directions with our businesses, both really good businesses. So um, I'm very keen to kind of take this overseas. And I'm really excited by what's happening in Asia right now with um, Voice, um, particularly in China. And so that that took investment. And that meant that you had to have somebody with you that really believed in what you were doing. So,
0: can you give us a, a sense of the size of the business? What's your revenue?
1: Um, so, yeah, so we're at about um, eight or nine million a year. So, at the and moment, in staff? revenue, and we're about fifty-five staff, and all so.
0: terribly happy.
1: Uh, yeah, they are very, very happy. So, um, but look, it's not just the four day week. We really focus. There's a lot of focus on mental health and stuff where we work with not for profits. Um, on the, as a large part of our business so we're really focused on making sure because we work in mental health all the time that people are happy and, um, and supported as well so it doesn't help we've got 14 dogs that kind of regularly come into the office so that kind of helps with happiness as well
0: I heard one the other day people brought their dogs into work and they fought and somebody <laughs> got bitten it was bad
1: <laughs> yeah we, we have very strict rules around dogs and if you've got an antisocial dog then we definitely have the difficult conversation but most of our dogs I really firmly believe that it's kind of initiatives like that that are going to change the way that people feel about coming to work Um, you know we also allow people to bring their small babies in as well you know on a kind of everyday basis up until they're six months old so that they can you know if their situation is difficult and they want to come back to work they can do that and kind of have it all if they want to
0: what a fabulous employer you are (laughs) Kath so, I do um, about that. I've been talking to Kath Blackham, who's the founder and CEO of Versa.